about. Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <risa> Bienvenidos, empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor. La risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Okay, those of you that are paying attention, you notice that... Uh, Maybe uh, we didn't mention Manscaped at all on Mailbag Monday, and uh, that was because our uh, contract uh, with them uh, for one month is up, and um, I have a bit of bad news. Um, they decided that they were going to uh, pick us back up for the remainder of the year, so you'll be hearing a lot more ball shaving jokes, And uh, but the good news is they're going to give us a whole bunch of stuff to give away, right, Bruce? I'm really excited. They get to use the platinum package. We'll see what they're going to give us, but we're going to give you guys some stuff on a monthly basis, more than likely tied to subscriptions and reviews, which we really need from you guys. And then uh, our fantasy football winner is going to get a package and also a Manscaped package. I like that, right? Okay. So <clears throat> I have my Super Lemon Haze. I have my Miller Lite. Oh, it's perfect. Okay. We're going to do a new segment. We're introducing a new segment. This is the new segment. We're doing it. It's called Wager Wednesday. to you by Wally's Wiener World, the wettest wieners in all of West Texas. <laughs> Visit Wally's Wiener World for wet wieners. Wait a minute, okay. did you say wiener? Yes, wiener. Wally's Wiener World. Oh, look, good. My virus scanner decided it wants to do the scanning right now. Sitting here doing... <laughs> so this is what we're going to do. We're going to give you today's I mean, the odds that uh, Vegas is giving on the football game today. Obviously, these are going to change various uh, injury reports as the week goes on. This is it. This is it for, for Wednesday. So deal with our picks here. We got uh, Indianapolis Colts at Tennessee. Tennessee is favored by three. Who you got in this one, Bruce? Tennessee's in shambles, man. They're a mess. I am going on the Colts side, I think. Oh, Colts showed last week and Jonathan Taylor is going to be back. So I've got the Colts covering. We, have to, we, we need to write this shit down because you're about to be wrong so many times. 
<laughs> Let me go get a beer. Okay, you go get a beer. I'm going to mark this down. So Bruce said, okay, let me get this straight. Indy at Tennessee. Bruce is going Indy. I'm going Tennessee. Don't forget that at home, folks. Bruce wanted Indianapolis. I want Tennessee. I'm not picking Indianapolis because I think Indianapolis is the two worst teams in the NFL right now. Okay, next on the agenda, Atlanta Falcons at the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, let's see here. Cincinnati is favored by six. <coughs> Cincinnati's offensive line is kind of a mess right now, man. They did nothing to fix that. Atlanta Falcons got after the last guys. Now, are we picking a win or whether since he covers? Well, no, we'll, we'll pick the winner. And then if we pick the same thing, then we'll, we'll discuss whether they cover. Okay, I've got Cincy. Okay, I, I'm going to take Atlanta on that one. I picked Atlanta to win that division. I think they're going to. I think Cincinnati, just like you said, is having a difficult time. Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys. Let's see. Dallas is favored by seven. A whole touchdown. Woohoo! That Dallas defense is for real, man. And it's strength on strength at this point, right? One of the top scoring offenses in Detroit with one of the worst defenses in the history of the universe. Um, I'm going to take Dallas in this one. Wow. Okay. I'm taking Detroit. I watched that last Dallas game. They're doing exactly what the Dallas Cowboys always do. Self-destructing New York, the New York football giants at the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jacksonville, Favored by three in this one. And I think the Giants are a better team. I think we saw it. Saquon Barkley. That Jags defense is pretty decent, but they just don't have the horses. Daniel Jones. Hmm. I'm going to take the Giants. You're going to take the Giants on this one? I am going to take Jacksonville. I believe in Trevor Lawrence. I believe I can fly. Are we literally like not even picking the same fucking team at all so far? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. That's Let's great. see here. We're going to get one right here, I think. Okay, you ready? Yep. The Green Bay Packers at the Washington Commanders. Packers by five, they say. <laughs> no Carson Wentz. I'm taking the Packers with a bounce back. Let's. If they don't bounce back this week, then it's a six-win six-win season. Okay, so, so, back. so five. Are you are they going to cover the spread or no? Uh, I think they cover the spread. I, I mean, we can also do over. Okay, so what's the the over under is forty one and a half. Give me the under, no matter what. Okay, Bruce is at the under for forty one and a half. I will take the over on that one. I think we get scored on a lot. Cleveland at Baltimore. Baltimore is favored by six and a half. No brainer, Baltimore. Really? Cleveland, eh? Cleveland is a clusterfuck right now. No T. Higgins, and they are just, they're browning. Okay, so let's see here. Point spread is six and a half. Does Baltimore cover the spread? Yes. Okay, I agree with that too. And then uh, over under is 45.5. I'm taking the over. Bruce with the over at 45.5. Okie doke. Tampa Bay at the Carolina. 
Oh, this is Tampa Bay all day, every day, if I've ever seen it. They've got Tampa favored by 10 and a half. <laughs> you know what? It's probably I'm taking, cover. I'm taking Carolina. I'm taking Carolina just because it says 10 and a half. You're going to take uh, Tampa? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to take Carolina just because 10 and a half. I don't think 10 and a half. Okay. Oh. What if they trade Christian McCaffrey by Sunday? Doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. That defense has got pride. We got Houston at Las Vegas. Vegas favored by a touchdown. I'm going to take the upset here. Um, and I think Houston is going to score on this absolutely horrendous um, pass defense for the Raiders. Okay, good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders. Uh, New York. Jets at Denver. Denver's favored two, two points. This one, I think, is a toss-up. I, I don't think any of us is going to guess this one right because both teams are just going to go out there and completely crap for about three quarters. <laughs> it's two defenses. Who has the better defense at this point, right? Because the Jets have, from what we saw, a pretty legit pass rush with five guys. And the... Broncos haven't allowed a touchdown all season, man. So I'm going to take the Broncos, but I also think Russell Wilson is going to go three for 77. Wow, that's you're probably dead on for that. The Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Chargers. We got the uh, Chargers are favored by six. It's Chargers all the way. Okay, uh, I, I agree with that. Uh, Chargers by six. Do they cover the spread? Yes. Okay, 51 and a half. Ooh, will Seattle score enough points? Because I think Gino finally showed his ass. I will take the under. Bruce on the under at 51 and a half. Kansas City at San Francisco Giants. 49ers. Kansas City is, okay, yeah, I'll take that. Kansas City's favored by three. Yeah, I'll Pitch. take it. City. Hold on. No, no, no. It's because you said Giants, but it's the 49ers, and I'm going to take Kansas City by a fuck ton. What? You I said, said Kansas City at the San Francisco Giants, and it's not the Giants. I know. Well, I know it's not the Giants. It's San Francisco. So now you want to trade that? You're going to take Kansas City? Yeah, by a lot. By like 37. By I'm going to take San Francisco just to shut you up. Okay. <laughs> Pittsburgh at Miami. Miami is favored by seven. That defense is going to destroy Pittsburgh. I've got Miami. Really? I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I think Mitch Trubisky puts another one together. Okay. Chicago at New England. On Monday night. Why are they giving the Bears so many fucking primetime games? Explain that to me. Because nobody watches them. This is the only way people watch it is if there's nothing else on. It's New England. And I say they stack Justin Fields five times. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, what was the over-under? Do you remember? <laughs> you haven't said it yet. No, I didn't. I got right out of it. Why wouldn't I click on something? You know what? I'll, 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 take, I'll take the Bears. Just because just yeah. I got out of it. I'll, I'll take, take the, the Bears. Okay. I'll take the Bears. Okay. So just to recap here, we got the Indianapolis Colts at Tennessee. Bruce has got Indy. The Atlanta Falcons at Cincinnati. Bruce has got Cincy. The Detroit and Dallas, uh, Bruce has got Dallas. 
Giants and Jacksonville. Bruce has got Giants. We both agreed on the Green Bay. We both think they're going to cover the spread. Bruce took the under at 41 and a half on the Green Bay-Washington game. Cleveland and Baltimore, we both agree it's going to be Baltimore. Bruce took the over at 45 and a half. Tampa Bay, Carolina, Bruce has got Tampa. Bruce took Houston and Houston and uh, uh, and uh, the Raiders. Uh, New York Giants, I'm trying to read my notes and I couldn't even. What is LS? That's not even Las Vegas. The New York Giants and Denver, Bruce has got Denver, Seattle and Chargers. We both agreed on that. Bruce has got the over at 51 and a half. Uh, we both thought uh, Chargers by a ton. Uh, Kansas City at uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Bruce has got uh, Kansas City. Pittsburgh at Miami. Bruce has got Pittsburgh. And then Chicago and New England. And Bruce no, I've got, got Miami. New England. No, you took Pittsburgh. No, I took Miami. I said Miami's going to fucking destroy him. Did you? Oh, yeah. No, you did say that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I wrote it down wrong. This is why we go over it again. There yeah. we go. Bruce has got Miami. Okay. We'll find out. We'll find out. And on Monday, find out how close we would be. Put a fiber on all of that. Done. And uh, they all come in and uh, you can buy yourself something from Manscaped. What I'll do is I'll, uh, when you come down here, I will give you a zombie bomb if you win. What's a zombie bomb? It is a chocolate ganache, <coughs> like basically like a looks like a Ferrero Rocher kind of chocolate, but it has 500 milligrams of THC. Say that again. Say it again. A Ferrero what? A Ferrero Rocher. Rocher? <laughs> Damn Americans. Rocher. Ferrero Rocher. It's a Ferrero Rocher. Forever. Forever Ferrero Rocher. If you're a Canadian, you saw those commercials 65 times every night at Christmas. I'm Mexican. Yeah. Yep. So... Packers didn't sign. <clears throat> Packers looked at Fry Fogel, a uh, guy, uh, you know, right from the uh, heat pile from Dallas. Apparently, he's got some uh, hamstring issues, so he's going to fit right in with all six of our wide receivers that are all nursing hamstrings right now. We've got Watkins out, Watson out, Cobb out. Hopefully, it's just two to four weeks. High ankle sprain. We know Cobb is a uh, warrior. Uh, he'll be back, I'm going to say, three weeks. They're going to give him an extra week. You know what's going to happen with this game is remember that Arizona game where we had no wide receivers and Jordan Love had nobody to throw to. That's what this is going to be. It's going to be Lazard and Winfrey and Amari Rogers, which was exactly what we had in that uh, Cardinals game last year. So let's see what he can do. I, I think Tanyan, who just broke a record for the most receptions by a Packers tight end in history with 10 receptions for 98 yards. I think Tanyan is going to be very busy in this game. And I think um, I was looking at the matchups, their coverage grades aren't great down the middle. So it's going to be a lot of Tanyan and who's playing in the slot. It's going to be Dobbs, right? So it's going to be a lot of Dobbs and Tanyan in this game. And if we can get that and get that nice and clicking, I have a feeling we're going to matriculate the ball down the field. Whatever happened to the quick slant? How come we're not? Donald Driver made an entire career on that quick slant. Two steps, catch the ball, run it up six, seven. What that quick slant, Favre would snap the ball, wouldn't even take a step and just huck it right over the offensive line. And Driver would take off. We don't have those quick slants. Whatever happened to those little button hooks? You ever notice as we go back over the film, we're looking at uh, third and three, and the first route that progresses is at nine yards. I don't know. Like, why, 
Why isn't there one at three? Why isn't there one at four? Why aren't we running? I know you want to look deep. I know you want to change the momentum. I get it. You want to change the momentum? Move the ball all the way down the field. And move pound the ball it down, all the way down the field. Throat and just give move your the ball. Rest. Just move the ball all the way down the field. It's just like when you're playing Madden and you've got all of these rookie guys that you're using and you're trying to build them up. And how do you do it? You do it with 15, 20 freaking pass plays. You go 85 yards. You milk that defense. And then by the fourth quarter, you're up 54-10. How many times this offseason do we say this offense under Matt LaFleur is going to be death by a thousand paper cuts, just like Tom Brady has done at the end of his career, ball out of his hand quickly, get three yards, get four yards, run the ball, just dink, 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 dink. And then once they start creeping up. How many dinks was that? I think that was six dinks. It's as many dinks as uh, Aaron Rodgers took this weekend. Terrible joke. Terrible. Ayahuasca that away. <laughs> That's even worse. That's even worse. I must be high or drunk or something. So the question is, is this team going to gel and actually fortify themselves for the first time in three years under Matt LaFleur and actually show up and support each other? Or are they going to continue whining and complaining about the the coaching staff and complaining about everything, or are they just going to have to man up and continue being a team? Right. Because that's the biggest issue I see right now. Play calling on the offensive side. Okay. The defense was actually very serviceable. I mean, you saw them play a lot more man, obviously in critical situations, they didn't do what they were supposed to do. But my biggest question is, are these guys going to give up like they did in the fourth quarter? And is that going to carry over into this game? Because they're going to win this game, right? And they have to win it convincingly enough to go into Buffalo that if they lose, they can carry the momentum from this game into the week after Buffalo. Because if they barely squeak off a win here and then lose to the Bills, it's just a different mindset because they have to start getting some confidence. Um, I mean, Jair, three pass breakups on seven targets allowed three catches, you know, for like 30 yards. Like he did his job. Stokes is the only one. And it was just that one, like it was two catches for 56 yards, but one of them was 41 yards. But I'd much rather see that than, than just not reacting to the ball. 50, 51 yard rushes. Yeah. (laughs) So do you think this team has it in them, man? Honestly, you know, Winning is the cure-all. Winning is the cure-all. And we've now got the offensive coordinator come out defending why he didn't run the ball. And we're now going to get behind, and this is a common excuse. This is a common excuse. They say, well, it isn't effective, so we put it away. Was the Giants running effective in the first half? Was the Jets running effective in the first half? Nope. It was effective in the third and the fourth quarter because they kept at it. And they kept hitting and taking and making those body blows. We don't do that. We don't continue to just keep giving those body blows. I don't care. You know what? Every series, I think to myself, as a coach, I think to myself, I'm going to burn one right up the middle here and soften up that defensive line. These guys are getting in a little too quick on my quarterback. I'm going to go right at them and hit them. Have these guards of mine get a chance to run at this defensive lineman and shove them and push them down a little bit. And, and we go, oh, it only got two yards, so we're not going to do it again. And it's like, well, now it's second and eight. You can still call whatever you want at second and eight. You can hand it off. You can run. You can, you can throw it. You can call a screen. Whatever you want. Second and eight is better than 
Rodgers getting sacked, throwing two incompletions and getting sacked on third down. And, you know, when you play long enough, you start to set some of these records. And I want people to start to keep an eye on that sack record of uh, Rodgers because we go on and on and there's this huge debate over the interception versus the sack. And I'll tell you something. I would much rather have Favre chuck a 70-yarder bloody deep and have it intercepted on their five-yard line than have Rodgers get smoked. It's third and 30 now, third and from the from the visitor's parking lot. And if Pat O'Donnell's now got a punt from the end zone, right? If I don't, I, one bright spot, right? Like that dude averaged 48 yards, another two punts inside. Wait the till team. the ball's cold. Wait till the ball's cold. That's when I'll be impressed. What I, I honestly, and I will, we will do a Pat O'Donnell show when the, when the, 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 the temperature gets down below zero and that ball gets hard and he does it because man, we were all Bajorquez, Bajorquez, yay, Bajorquez. And as soon as the ball got cold, it was a pump pump. Was that a six yard? Did he just punt that six yards? Who is this guy? Get this guy out of here. Well, what do you expect with a name like Bajorquez? The guy can't play in the cold. You got to send him somewhere warm. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. The last time we had a good punter, his name was Ryan. You know, I have a soft spot for punters playing fullback in rugby because I had to punt the shit out of the ball, and I know how hard that is. So I've got a soft spot for him to be as consistent as he is. And, yeah, we'll see how it gets in the cold. But um, luckily, our, our, our drive stall out at the 30 or 40 of our own yard line, so he really doesn't need to boom any fucking kicks. He just needs to place it properly. So – We'll see what happens, dude. I'm looking at this. All right. They abandoned the run, right? So you, you mentioned that it just kind of made me think and look up something right now. So last year, um, when you look at, we rushed the ball 446 times. That's an average of 27 rushing attempts per game last year. How many do you think we have this year? 12. <laughs> that is... Let's see, box score here. I thought it was 16, but they've got Winfrey, Amari Rogers. So this includes everybody. Holy smokes, this is going to be terrible. Let's see. What? There's no way we're averaging the same amount of attempts. No. 73, 70. Oh, that was. Dad, Zooks. Dad, Zooks. That's not right. Oh, that's rushing and receiving. No, I just want rushing, fucktards. Here we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> 36 total attempts all season. Six. 36. Six per game. So we average six point. See, see, this is all we're saying. This is all we're saying. Run the ball. Six. It's not even a third. Is that a third of 27? No. 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 No, it's it isn't. It's not even a fourth. I'm trying to do the math in my head while I'm all high. It's like it, it's like it's like a fifth. A fifth of the amount of running. And everybody's ah, the running's not gonna. You need to crank up the running. There's no way that can be right. Let me let crank me. it up. Well, you know what, you know how I know that's probably pretty accurate? Because I have Aaron Jones in my fantasy and he has done dick. <laughs> He has done nothing for me this year. So glad I paired Jones and Rogers together and they decide they don't want to work with each other. Like what happened? Did Aaron Jones, did Aaron Jones 
sleep with the witch? What happened? I don't know. What happened, man? What's going on? Three and 70. Those He's still doing math, folks. I don't know what to tell you. He's still doing math. He's yeah, trying to figure this out. It doesn't make sense, man. That, that, that oh. can't be right, dude, because against the Bears, we there's no way that we only ran the ball six times against the Bears. And there's 10. There's no way. These numbers are wrong. Per game stats. Rushing games. Because it's saying A.J. Dillon was 73 attempts. Is that right? Does A.J. Dillon run it? Yeah, I guess 10 times a game. And yeah, so 143. Hold on. 143. And then I'm only looking at running backs. I'm not counting the fucking 42. 42 times on first down. It's 143 okay. total divided by – it's 20 – dude, it's 23 rushing touches. So hmm. – Six sounded more. more That's a pretty pointless uh, segment there. Yeah, let's. let's that was probably uh, pretty not interesting. Hmm. Yeah, let's just penis vagina that whole thing. I think we're gonna have to penis vagina at Brussels in Belgium, Central Illinois, LA, California, Nova Scotia, Las Vegas, Nevada, Northern Wisconsin, Sweden, Sheffield, we're in Michigan, Louisville, Kentucky, Seattle, Wichita, Kansas, from the UK, Chicago, Illinois, Granger, Indiana, from Melbourne, Australia, Omaha, Nebraska, Cincinnati, from Ohio, Nebraska, San Diego, from Willow Springs, Illinois, California, Nebraska, from Northern Michigan, Austin, Texas, California, LA, California, Turkey, Kansas City, Indianapolis, Indiana, Southern Cali. You were listening to Packers Without Borders. Borders, the finest podcast in all the land. People move into this groove up through the night. Take a flight to Paris to a show watch the glow in the spotlight. Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Also, you can find our merch on PackersWithoutBorders.myshopify.com and tea public if you want cups mugs and those types of things you can also visit us on patreon.com front slash packers without borders and give us some money and audible trial.com front slash packers without borders give them a click check them out try that 30 day free trial with them and enjoy your books peace and go pack go Hi, I'm Amy. I'm from Wichita, Kansas. I'm Alex Brown from the Derby City, Louisville, Kentucky. This is Alyssa from Los Angeles. All right, I'm Andy from Sheffield. This is Chris from Nova Scotia. Hey, this is Aaron Alice from Indianapolis, Indiana. Hi, everybody. This is Hilmi from Turkey. I am Carla from California. G'day, this is Mel from Melbourne, Australia. This is Mick coming from Granger, Indiana. This is Soren Stortigan coming to you from Sweden. And this is Packers Without Borders. This is Packers Without Borders. Packers Without Borders. Packers Without Borders. Listen to Two Losers on Packers Without Borders. Okay, so hey, I did that personality test. Yeah. And I, I get, you said it, it got yours to a T. Listen, this is, this is mine, okay? So here's yeah. my personality test. Bruce's daughter... It's uh, for one of her classes, and uh, I took a personality quick test. What, what was it, like 40 questions maybe, 50 yeah, questions? 40 questions, so, 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It didn't take very long, and it was like, do you agree, strongly agree? You know, it's got different uh, variances of degree. And so it tells me my personality type is the mediator, and I'm an introvert. 
I'm 59% introverted. I'm 62% intuitive. Feeling is 61%. Prospecting 64%. Turbulent 71%. My role is a diplomat. My strategy is constant improvement. Wow. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just going to tell you. This is like when I filled out that thing for eHarmony and it set me up with a dude. <laughs> Listen, Gerald was very nice. <laughs> so for me, let's see. Yes. Here you go. Yeah, soft is hands. Okay. I am an advocate personality. It says an advocate is someone with an introverted, intuitive feeling and judging personality traits. They end they tend to approach life with deep thoughtfulness and imagination. Their inner vision, personal values, and quiet principled vision of humanism guide them to all things. Treat people as if they are whatever. Um, advocates are the rarest personality type of all, but they certainly leave a mark in this world. Damn straight. They are idealistic and principled. They are, they are not content with coasting through life. They want to stand up and make a difference. For advocate personalities, success doesn't come from money or status, but from seeking fulfillment, helping others, and being a force of good in, in the world. Yeah, I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty damn close, man. Pretty damn close. <clears throat> so this is from 16 personalities is what it's called. 16 personalities. It's one six personalities.com. And uh, I, you can go on there, find out your personality, see if it is. I think these tests and, and a lot of these online quizzes and stuff are like horoscopes, you know, it's all kind of a gibberish. I don't know. Well, here you go. So connecting with others, like how do I interact with others? And I interact with you and you know me really well. This is what it says about me. Tell me how close this is. Okay. So advocates may be introverted, but they value deep, authentic relationships with others. Few things bring these personalities as much joy as truly knowing another person and being known in return. Advocates enjoy meaningful conversation much more than small talk, and they tend to communicate in a way that is warm and sensitive. This emotional honesty and insight can make a powerful impression on people around them. Mm, uh... <laughs> Nah, I hate small talk. That's you. That's you. I know. I that's exactly you. That's exactly you. But how many of those things did you strongly agree with and disagree with? It was pretty marked, man. Like, like was I was kind of in the middle a lot. Some of them, I was like, I sort of agree with this that I occasionally do this, but it's not something that I do every time. I probably do it ten percent of the time. So I was like, I kind of agree or I kind of disagree. So there was yeah. a lot of wishy-washiness. I know that I was really, I, it should be just yes or no. No, there was quite a few questions where I was just like, kind of never in the middle, but off to one side or the other. But there were some where I was like, yep, 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 nope, nope, nope. Like pretty defined, man. Like my, I guess I'm pretty set in my ways at this point in life where I'm just like. Really? Yeah. Huh. Like I just, huh. you know this. 40 something year old dude, married dude. Yeah. You're set in your ways. You've been tamed, buddy. You're getting too old. You're getting too short in the tooth to be able to chew through your leash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mr. Fucking I washed the curtains. Listen, 
it's important to wash the curtains. In it the is. It is it very is. important. It is. I didn't think it was, but you know, and then what it makes you do then in turn is buy really good smelling laundry soap too. Because when you hang those curtains, the whole house for like two days, you come walking in, you're like, oh yeah. Because normally it's like wet dog, kids farts. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Why it's like somebody opened up a window in here. You look at the thermostat, it says 81. 81? Yeah. Open the windows. <laughs> yeah. The, the worst, I, I think the biggest thing that I have in terms of where I'm really just set my ways is I am who I am. And I really don't give a flying fuck who I'm in front of. Like, I know social situations when to behave myself. But for the most part, it's like, this is me. You don't like it. I have no fucking time for you. Yeah. Like, that's my biggest trait. You know, (laughs) I kind of put people into two boxes. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the people I will interact with and the people that I interact with one time and decided they're a fucking douche and I'm never going to talk to them again. (laughs) (laughs) People in real life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's it's like, uh, hopefully nobody is listening, but every now and then I'll be sitting at like one of my daughter's volleyball games or something. And one of the parents starts talking and you hear them speak and you hear their perspective on life and you think, this one's a dummy. And it's yeah. like, I'm never, I'm never. Now when they see me, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sitting over here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's the visitor side. Yeah, I'm so far away. Yeah. I'm over here. <laughs> People like it. Dude, I am like my worst thing is. My wife is really good with remembering faces and names and people and everybody. And me immediately, the second somebody tells me, even though I repeat the name, because that's what you're supposed to do, right? Like they say, oh, hi, my name is Omar. Hi, Omar. Nice to meet you. I'm Bruce. Hey, so Omar. And you say it a couple of times for it. Really? Your head. Does that that's work? Does that it, work? Well, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't try that. As soon as somebody says their name, like if I meet somebody in a social setting, if I think they're interesting with the next sort of things that come out of their mouth after they say their name, I'll remember their name. If I think they're not interesting, I'll be like, if my brain just starts immediately erasing. It's like the chalkboard at school. The teacher's writing down everything you say. And then the teacher goes, no, 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 no. Just erase this. This isn't worth Dude, there's only so much space in there how important the person is <laughs> yeah. i just yeah. yeah don't remember names i'm terrible so on saturday um i think i told you about this um the hispanic chamber of commerce thing that we went to my wife and i went to a gay yeah, yeah, right? yeah. We're starting yeah, our yeah. own business so we want to start rubbing elbows with with people here and and getting our name out and uh there was nobody that spoke a lick of fucking it was like all hoity-toity white people at the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Like there were obviously Mexicans and people, but like even the speeches, everybody was talking in, in English. I was like, this is fucking Hispanic. Like you should be speaking Spanish, right? And the keynote speaker, her name is Laura Souza, um, very famous actress, very attractive and more attractive in real life. Um, talking easy. about- Easy, you're in the bathroom alone, easy. Hey, it's okay. I've got a phone. Oh, and, I want to know. I want to know. She finishes her speech and she's really talking about a lot of the dynamic that she has with her husband, who's uh, whatever he does. He has a job, but 
she's an actress, right? Who travels the world and decided to stop doing movies to do shows so she could stay close to home and do shows and how she balances having a job, having a family and, you know, just very poignant things that my wife is struggling with now that she's had to leave her, her teaching job. And now, you know, the girls are getting there. So she's like, how am I going to be a mom, run the house, run a business? Like that's, what's going through her head. Like how's the balance. Right. And I've been telling her, dude, just, we're going to fucking power through this. We're going to do it. Like my attitude is very different than a woman's obviously. And like her concerns. So she finishes her speech. And, Wait a minute. So yeah. what you're telling me is, is your viewpoint is different than a woman's. Isn't that crazy? You heard it here first, folks. I thought my estrogen <laughs> levels were high enough at this point with four women. With in all that. those women in the house. No, I mean, rightfully. I got, apparently, I, I still got balls. Uh, I guess. I guess. And she finishes her speech and she kind of alluded to like the questions were just kind of humdrum, stupid questions. And she said, if you guys have any like real questions for me, I'll be sitting here at the table for a few minutes to answer any questions. And I tell my wife, I was like, I'll be right back. She's like, where are you going? I was like, I'll be right back. And she sees me go to this actress's table, right? And everybody's staying away from her and everybody's kind of nervous. I was like, fuck that. I walked straight up to her. I got on one knee and I proposed. No, I'm just kidding. And I got down on one knee. <laughs> oh. And I got down on one knee and I, and I was looking at her and, and I started talking to her and I said, look, this is what she's like, what's going on? I told her this is what we're doing. We're starting a business. These are my wife's concerns. And she starts telling me, I was like, no, 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 no. Don't tell me. You need to convince her. She stands up, grabs my hand. She's like, where's your wife? It's like right over there and walked all the way over to the table with us and sat with my wife for about 15, 20 minutes. And they had a conversation. I'm just standing back there, of course, ear to ear smiling because nobody had the balls to walk up to her. Here I am taking her and she's holding me by the hand to go to talk to my wife. And they're laughing. All of a sudden, all the cameras are on her. People are taking pictures of her laughing with my wife. But ultimately, she sat down there and gave my wife enough confidence she, you know, like after that conversation, she's like, she walked up, she's like, what the fuck are you worried about? And she stood up and she said, so nice to meet you. And the publicist had to grab her to take her or whatever. But my wife walked out of there and she's like, you're the only fucking moron who would walk up to an actress to bring her up. I was like, yeah, because you needed that. Like, first off, you need to know that I'm not afraid of anybody or anything. Like, it doesn't, I don't care who you are. Right. Like, I'll just, I'm going to do it. If you shoot me down. Okay. Like I, that happened to me all the time in fucking clubs. And you know, this, we've talked about this before. Like you go to a club and you want to go dance with the girl and you see a girl across the way and like, Oh, she's good looking. You walk over there and you ask her to dance and she says no. So you look right at her friend and you say, do you want to dance? And until somebody says yes, like no's eventually become a yes. If you're persistent enough. Right. Like I have, I guess that's the sales side of me where I just, I have very thick skin when it comes to that part of it. Now, constructive criticism is another thing. I take it very personally a lot of times because I try to please people once I feel that I've got your confidence. Like, I'll take that in and take it to heart more than I should and take it very personal. But for the most part, like, up front, if I don't know you, I am who I am. So, uh, and that's all that I am. Yeah. So <laughs> it was just, it was a weird kind of my wife, just super embarrassed. But then afterwards, kind of, she texted me like the next thing. She's like, I can't believe you fucking did that. But that was awesome. I was like, yeah, I know it was awesome. Cause I am fucking awesome. You know? Totally. Totally. Why can't Aaron Rodgers be like that? One time I, uh, I met George Clooney and, uh, I said to him, does it smell like somebody farted? And he turned and he looked at me, he said, what? And he's just smiled. And I said, 
I said, I don't want to say anything. I said, but I think one of these big guys, because he had a couple of big guys that were in the room, one of these big guys farted. I said, is that the tactic? And he just laughed and said, it's, it's not working. <laughs> Ooh, I've got a, I've got a, so who's the most famous person that you have actually had a conversation with or actually kind of really interacted with? What about one I made out with? Yeah. That's <laughs> wow. What was his name? Uh, so DiCaprio was in town. No. <laughs> he likes them young and with boobs. Oh, wait. Still, I qualify. No. Uh, the, let's see. The most famous person that I ever. Okay. Well, you know what? The, how about the lead singer of Green Day? Ooh. Okay. Okay, so we got these passes. This was probably in like 1996, 1996, 1997, somewhere in that time frame. It was like high, like when they were at their fucking peak. Oh, yeah, man. I don't want to be in a... (laughs) As he dies. Oh, man. An American idiot. Right? Okay. So they were playing at the stadium at, uh, it was a like a city festival. They were doing it all across Canada, right? It was like Canada rocks or Molson Canadian rocks or something, right? And they play all the football stadiums, BC, Edmonton, Alberta, Winnipeg, you know, Toronto. They do the, you know, eight cities, eight days or whatever. And it's a full fe- day festival. Like great bands come on at like noon and they go until, you know, probably about midnight something like 12 15 bands right sort of like what's happening now you see poison and joan jett and and let and uh um, it's a uh, music festival, which yeah. there are very good ones yeah yeah so we got these behind the stage passes i had a buddy of mine that worked for the major radio station that was giving away tickets and stuff and he kind of snaked us a couple of behind the scenes passes right mm-hmm. this is all access we don't pay for anything we don't you know you want a beer go we don't wait in line nothing nothing and uh I'm, I, I go walking right past a whole bunch of people. This is like almost backstage. And it's about 15 minutes after Green Day has already played. We completely missed them. We were in the parking lot getting high or something. I don't know what we were doing. And I walk right past the whole line and I go up and the girl gives me two beers. And this guy says to me, he says, hey, aren't you supposed to wait in line? And I turn around and I said, you got to know somebody, pal. And it was, and it was him. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And he just started laughing. And I walked over like, oh, my God. I gave him one of the beers I had. And we stood there for a couple of minutes. Yeah. He's pretty good. He's a pretty cool. good guy. Yeah. I mean, we just bullshitted about, oh, so how do you like the city? Oh, yeah, this tour is long. Like, you know, just blah. Nothing. You know, I didn't. It was like, so when your mother left you, did you feel, <laughs> you know, there's nothing like that. It was all fluff, like. You know, the tour is long. Oh, we get to go to the States next. You know, it was, uh, yeah. I went to, you? I you? went to a, um, I used to sell like life insurance, annuities, investments, that type of stuff. And there was a company out of uh, Albuquerque called Guardian that had like this huge conference that they were doing, right? Of course, I didn't go to any of that shit. <laughs> Like it was a trip up there. Now I, I went up there and it, it was a nice hotel where we were staying. Um, but it was small. It was just a really nice, nice hotel and conference ended dinner ended, you know, you do all the socializing and I'm ready to go home, but I had been drinking a little bit already. 
So I was just like, I'm going to go grab a beer at the bar here by myself, you know, before I go to bed. And I start working my way down the stairs and the bar was downstairs and uh, it was roped off. And I look in there and the bartender's there and he's like, oh, no, we're closed. I was like, one beer, dude, just one. Like, it's 1030. It's not. And he's like, no. And he kind of pointed over the corner. I look over and there's some guy sitting there all by himself in a corner. Nobody else is in the bar. Um, and I look over and I was like, wow, he looks familiar. Right. And he's like, oh no, he tells me, no, let him in. It's all good. Whatever, whatever. So, and he waves me over. So I sit down at the table with him in the corner. He's like, what are you drinking? I was like, I'll have a beer. He's like, no, no, no. You'll have a scotch. I was like, I'll take a scotch. He's like, same as me. Boom. Scotch, whatever it was, was fantastic. I'm sure it was probably whatever it was. He's like, oh, dude, just tired, you know, been shooting all day. Uh, I just need to take it easy. Hey, what's your name? Just started talking to me. Just really nice guy. And I was like, fuck. And he's like, you really don't know who I am, do you? I was like, no. He's like, that's kind of why I want you here. It's kind of nice. You know, I was like, yeah. I was like, you look familiar, but even if I knew you, I'm not going to fuck with you. He's like, cool. Yeah. So we just start talking and literally spent, it was 1030, probably 330 in the morning before two people come down and they're like, Colin, it's time to go. He's like, oh, got to go to work. Got to go shoot. And I was like, fuck, and just long conversation about a bunch of different shit and all this stuff goes away. And the bartender walks up to me. He's like, do you really not know who that was? I was like, no. He's like, that's Colin Farrell. It's like, what? Holy oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> so I get up and I go to my room and, you know, I, I do my stuff. And I was like, well, how much is it? guys? No, he's got it covered for you, man. Don't worry about it. Cool. See him the next day, like when I was leaving, he was coming back in from shooting, I guess, from five in the morning to whatever time it was where he was coming back to. He's like, hey, Bruce, how are you, man? Thank you so much for last night. Really good time. Really appreciate it. I'll see you around. Yeah, thanks, Colin. Really appreciate it. Boom. Kind of walked past each other, shook his hand and walked off. He still kind of remembered me. A week later, checked into rehab. Oh, you were the reason. You was, were the reason. It's my fault that Colin Bruce. Farrell ended up in no. rehab for alcohol. Oh. <laughs> we're pretty sure he already had an issue because he invited wow. me over to drink with him until 3.30 in the morning. But it was awesome. So I was like the biggest one where I was just like, and, you know, we had no cell phones back then to take pictures and stuff. So I've got no proof that that happened. So I could say it was Cindy Crawford for all I know. But it was Colin Farrell. That's the most famous person that I've actually spent like quite a few hours with it was pretty fucking cool one time i was uh, standing in line this was um i want to say it was a chuckles or a cluckles chicken i can't remember the name of it it's on the highway the main highway on the way into uh, green bay and uh we were uh, standing in line and the line wasn't moving it, I, we were at the doors and it was probably about 20 feet people deep and we were standing there probably about 15 minutes and i was noticing nobody is leaving the restaurant. Like nobody's leaving with their stuff, right? And I'm kind of looking, looking, another five minutes goes by and I go, what's going on up there? What the hell, right? <laughs> A minute later, carrying six bags of chicken, it's Brett Favre. And he says, sorry, pal, on the way out. <laughs> I said, I was like, go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah. come in your pants right then and there uh, i was like and then when i got up to the counter and i'm like can i get a bucket of chicken the woman was like no <laughs> right. so current most famous person that you would like to meet and have a conversation charlie stern charlie stern 
Yeah, Gal Gadot for me. Charlize Theron. If you're listening, Charlize, I know you listen because every now and then I get its block number and I pick it up and I hear you breathing on the other end. So those memes <laughs> finally got if I know, I know, right? She's she's willing to overlook the fact that I'm lactose intolerant, I'm afraid of heights, and I don't know how to swim. She's willing, <laughs> you know, to understand that I won't eat it's carbs. So hot. I'm gluten free, and uh, I support kill shelters the other oh way. My God. <laughs> okay, Betty White. Right? Like I'm like, no, we should put them all down. <laughs> Okay, Betty White. Yeah, there's and the reason behind it is is the amount of poop. There's a lot of poop in this world. We need to start somewhere. Now, actor-wise, actress-wise, it would be Gal Gadot, but person that I'd like to sit down and have a conversation with would absolutely be Obama. I would oh, love 100 percent that guy. Hundred percent. He's a minute. so bright. In a minute, or Jimmy Carter. Yeah, Jimmy Carter would be good too. But I'm afraid, like Jimmy Carter, like 20 years ago, Jimmy Carter. Well, Jimmy Carter right now would nah. yeah. You're not going to get the whole story. No, he's not pushing daisies. He's still alive, but, you know, he's doing the Bob Dylan thing, oh. right? Like, you don't want to talk to somebody on the way, on the on their last days out. You want to talk to somebody when they still got quite a bit ahead of them. You know, like Jimmy, when he was like in his 60s, that's, that'd be the guy I'd want to talk to. Or, you know, uh, what about Mahatma Gandhi? How about Jesse Owens? I'd love to speak to Jesse, Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens, like the, the problem with Gandhi. Um, <laughs> the problem with Gandhi. <laughs> Let me tell you why I don't like Gandhi. This, this is Gandhi's problem. Okay. He's full of shit. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> that Muhammad Gandhi's full of shit. Fuck he just had to people. sit in prison. He just had to sit in prison. That's terrible. Oh, I got to okay. shake uh, Nelson Mandela's hand. Oh yeah, rugby World Cup when I played. Oh really? I went up, yep, South Africa. My 15 minutes of fame in the Rugby World Cup. That was when Mandela had just been not just been released, but pretty close, and you know, apartheid and all that type of stuff. And wow, I was standing on this, you know, on the sideline with my little hands crossed, and he walked up to shake every player's hand, and I got to shake Nelson Mandela's hand. Wow, wow, wow! Was Matt Damon in that movie? So exactly, <laughs> that movie was made after that Rugby World Cup, precisely. Wow, wow, wow. He was actually my my uh, stunt double. Was he, Matt Damon yeah. or Nelson Mandela? No. <laughs> was Mandela your stunt but, double? Yeah, I played with Scotland. He it's was, weird so, because uh, uh, at the, the, <laughs> the officiator at our wedding was Buddha. So, you know, I got that going for me. Gunga, Gunga Langa. Wednesday, 178, the return of the manscape. Listen, you got any questions for us? Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com for Manscaped Monday Mailbag. Brought to you by the makers of things short and small. I don't know. We're, we're going to have to keep working on more 4.0, ball lotion, ball refresher, Shitty. <laughs> I was gonna try to say something nice, but those boxers suck, dude. Right? 
Yeah. Right? The boxers aren't that great. They're short. They're too short. They're and, like European boxers. And you the elastic on the top. And it's not that I don't have a fucking gut. And the elastic flips down. It's like, come on. Oh, I know. I know. So, yeah. Fix know. it, Manscaped. Yeah. What's up with that? Make them a little bigger. Make them for yeah. men. Make them for men. Yeah, yeah. There's not that much room. Listen, yeah. after you trim your bush, there's not that much room. There's some room in there, but it's it's not flip to a speedo give me the banana hammock the fucking slingshot right give me the slingshot cut that afro cut that ronald mcdonald hair and next thing you know all you have is a giant nose it's just like it's just like you you, you, you're just wearing you're just wearing like a like a like a small sock (laughs) you just wrap it around it's what i'm wearing now because i landscaped come on come on this isn't a matter of showing everybody it's not like you shave your nuts and then you go to work hey jim come here (laughs) come here rutabaga Rutabaga says Jim. Ruta, that's the safe word. Rutabaga. Yeah. Okay. As you guys can see, thank you guys for hanging out with us today. We really did not feel like talking too much Packers today. There's, I, I think we've all kind of said our piece on social media with friends, and we just wanted to kind of shoot the shit with you guys. We'll see what the news brings us the rest of the week, and we'll definitely talk the game on Saturday and really start getting into predictions, see who's going to be in, see what type of reactions are coming from the players. Um, which is probably going to be all positive stuff at this point, but they need to show up. What do you, what do you think the score is? Packers, Washington. What do you think the score is? 24-13, We'll win handily, but it's not going to be a high-scoring game. Like, we're not going to score more than 24 points. 37-10, Green Bay. Maybe. We either blow this out of the water or start dismantling it immediately. One of the two. Isn't this crazy? This is the attitude of this team right now. And I didn't want to get into this, but the attitude of this team is like a rebuild team when you have every fucking piece and everything you need. And you guys are acting like a real rebuild team with a bunch of fucking overpaid people that aren't performing. And I don't think it's the player's fault. Maybe it is, but it's more of the coaches in the, Again, Matt LaFleur's issue with getting these guys ready and fired up in the attitude. And I swore that was going to change in the off season when I saw the defense so fucking fired up and talking shit to the offense and the offense not coming around, but then the offense competing with the defense, that's all fucking gone. It's like, what the yeah. fuck happened to that? Anyway, go get your shirts at packers.my.shopify.com. Thank you guys so much. Um, Angie, just to let you know, your shirt was lost in the mail last week. Not a joke. And I reordered it, picked it up yesterday for you my wife did and i'm shipping it tomorrow so a shirt all those people that got their shirts for some reason magically one of them disappeared and it said delivered so somebody else has your shirt not you so i will make sure that you get your shirt somebody porch pirates angie porch pirates one of your neighbors is going to come walking around the corner wearing one of these one-of-a-kind shirts and you're going to be like that son of a bitch right there i pay priority to make sure yeah. it fucking shows up on time two or three days in their fucking mailbox and it gets delivered to the wrong fucking place. Awesome. Or or they left it on the doorstep and somebody walking by picked it up. Uh, maybe in a part. Well, part. I don't know. We'll see. But Angie, your, your right. stuff is going, girl. So it's trying to- it again, Angie. Trying it again. Replay. Yeah. Drop it on the replay. Saturday pod game. Got a new game. Got a guest. Got a guest Saturday. Yeah. Ooh, another one? Another surprise guest? Actually, doing? two two surprise guests. Okay. There's, there's two of them. I don't like surprises. Well, I hate celebrating my birthday. 
Well, tough. <laughs> right on, like brother. Bye. I do too. Peace. Go back, go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. What? Just leave it as is. Just keep telling your story, buddy. Go Just ahead. do it. All right. So while we were rudely interrupted by and another tale from Bruce's penis. So <laughs> no, no, no. here's Hold another on. opportunity for him to take his ball. Let's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't care who you are. That's just funny. been recording so we can just at this point i think you need to <laughs>